Good evening and welcome to our Bible study. And this evening we're going to look at Revelation chapter 8. So if you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Revelation chapter 8, starting to read at verse 1. When he opened the seventh seal, there was a silence in heaven for about half an hour. And I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. Another angel, who had a golden censer, came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar before the throne. The smoke of the incense, together with the prayers of the saints, went up before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar and held it on the earth. And there came peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning and an earthquake. Then the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to sound them. And the first angel sounded his trumpet and there came hail and fire mixed with blood and it was held down upon the earth. A third of the earth was burned up. A third of the trees were burned up, and all the green grass was burned up. The second angel sounded his trumpet, and something like a huge mountain, all ablaze, was thrown into the sea, and a third of the sea turned into blood. A third of the living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the shipping were destroyed. The third angel sounded his trumpet, and a great star, blazing like a torch, fell from the sky, on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters turned bitter, and many people died from the waters that had become bitter. The fourth angel sounded his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon and a third of the stars, and that a third of them turned dark, and a third of the day was without light, and also a third of the night. And as I watched, I heard an angel that was flying in mid-air call out in a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth because of the trumpet's blasts about to be sounded by the other three angels. And God will add his blessing to that. Word as we come together around it this evening, let's just pray. Our Father, we again look towards you to guide us and instruct us as we share these verses together. And we thank you that you are in our midst. And we ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. So we come to Revelation chapter 8 and verse 1 to 13. And we speak about or we read about the, the judgment of God. Now, in his vision, the first four seals that were opened have shown John that judgment would soon begin. The fifth seal moves to heaven where the martyrs ask the question, how long before the final judgment? And the opening of the sixth seal confirms that God will protect his church through their times of suffering. Now, the last of the seals, the seventh seal, will be opened and God's final judgment will be revealed. The whole world falls silent in his presence as they hear the awfulness of this final judgment. Now John will tell us that the prayers of God's people will be answered as they are cast down to earth accompanied by the signs of God's judgment. So let's go to verse 1 through to verse 5 
as we begin and look at this, the seventh seal. When he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. And I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and seven trumpets were given to them. Another angel, who had a golden censer, came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense to offer with the prayers of God's people on the golden altar in front of the throne. The smoke of the incense, together with the prayers of God's people, went up before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and hurled it on the earth. And there came pearls of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, and an earthquake. So let's, for a few moments, consider these verses together. This scene is very reminiscent of a courtroom here on earth, where silence is called for as the judge enters the room. Now, during the trial, there will be a natural silence as the verdict is given, and then there will definitely be a silence as the sentence is announced. You see, silence can be, and often is, a very powerful thing. And in Scripture, silence can speak of divine justice. Now, John's not the only one who has been told to write down what God has revealed. Come with me to the book of Habakkuk, the Old Testament prophet. And when Habakkuk calls to God for justice, he asks, how long must I wait? We read this in Habakkuk chapter 1. And when we come to chapter 2, verses 2 and 3, we read that the Lord answered Habakkuk by saying, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. The Lord then speaks to Habakkuk of five woes that he levels against those who are following idols in the days of Habakkuk. And in the second chapter, in verse 20 of Habakkuk, God tells him that the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. Do you get that? Let all the earth be silent before him. You see, these words indicate to Habakkuk that judgment will come, but Habakkuk is not told when. And Habakkuk's, Habakkuk's reaction to this is to pray. And at the end of his prayer, listen to what he says. And you can read this in chapter 3, verse 18 through to 19. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Saviour. The Sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. In other words, whatever happens and whenever it happens... Habakkuk's trust is in the Lord, his Saviour. Is this how our reaction to the book of Revelation, the Revelation of John, is this how our reaction should be to it? Like Habakkuk, should we say, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Saviour. The Sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. You know, we can't get much higher than 
to go with John as, as he has gone, as we read in Revelation 4, verse 1, when he said, After this I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I heard, that I had first heard speaking to me, like a trumpet, said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. So, as we go with John, it's no coincidence that we see similarities between what the Lord is saying to us here in Revelation and what he said to Habakkuk in his day. Verse 1, we have the mention of the silence which lasted half an hour. You know, this is an indicator that the final judgment will be sudden and unexpected. It doesn't actually mean it will be actually half an hour. It's telling us it will be a short time. Revelation 3, verse 3. I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what time I will come to you. And then again, if we go forward into Revelation 14, when God's judgment is mentioned again, we read in verse 7 of that chapter, He said in a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water. In the verses we read at the beginning, the prayers of the saints, we have here a graphic illustration of the power of prayer. We read that it's the prayer of all God's people. The effect of them would be on the earth. So what are the effects of the prayers of all God's people on the earth? And also how important they are or are they to the Lord and we read that they are important to the Lord they represent his presence they are like and again we read this peals of thunder rumblings flashes of lightning and an earthquake you see the prayers of God's people have this effect on the earth and they are so important to God that they reveal who God is. In 1 Timothy 2 verse 5, we read, For there is one God and one mediator between God and man. God and man. The man, Christ Jesus. So there's one mediator between God and mankind. The man, Christ Jesus. And that's followed up in Hebrews 4 verse 15. Uh, verse 14. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. So we see Jesus as our high priest. So with that in mind, the prayers of all God's people ascend into God's presence from the golden altar. Then the censer is filled with fire and is held onto the earth. This speaks in a language that John would understand. It illustrates the power and the effect the prayer can have. The peals of thunder, the rumblings, the flashings of lightning and the earthquake, they all speak of the power and the presence of Almighty God. A power that can shake the earth. Is this a, a, a reference back to the cry of the souls under the altar in chapter 6, verse 9 and 11? 
when they cried out, Our long sovereign Lord, holy and true, until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood. Revelation chapter 8, the chapter that we're in, we'll now move to verse 6 and through to verse 13. The trumpets. You know, every Monday at 9am, a siren is sounded from Ashworth Hospital for a period of one, month, one minute. And this is a reminder to the people of Magal who live near to Ashworth about the dangers that exist inside the walls of the high secure hospital. Now, if they hear the siren at any other time, or for a period longer than one minute, it means that the danger for them is now a reality. It's a call to awareness. To an army, the trumpet call is a way of announcing warnings and a way of giving instructions, and it can be a call to battle, or it can be to announce the victory. At the sound of the first four trumpets, God will judge the earth. People will be affected by this judgment. But each judgment will be limited. God's power will be seen as a warning. A warning being given. When the trumpets are blown, we will learn more about God's judgment of the nations. Let's go to verse 6. And verse 6 tells us that everything is prepared and everything is ready. And the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared to sound them. When in John's vision, John sees the seven angels who are standing in the presence of God. They're being given each a trumpet. And again, we see here the importance of the number seven, the symbol of completeness, seven angels, seven trumpets, showing us that what is about to be revealed is the completion of God's judgment. What about the importance of trumpets in Scripture? Oh, firstly, they are used to announce the presence of God. Come with me to Exodus chapter 19, verse 19, and we read this. As the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and the voice of God answered him. You see, God was in the midst of the people, and the trumpet was a sign that God was going to answer the people. A sign of God's voice. And then we can go to Numbers chapter 10, verse 10. Also, at your times of rejoicing, your appointed festivals and new moon, moon feasts, you are to sound the trumpets over your burnt offerings and your fellowship offerings. They will be a memorial to you before God, for I am the Lord your God. You see, God is with his people in their worship. His presence is indicated by the sound of the trumpets. The trumpet's sound announces God's presence and it announces God's words. Secondly, trumpets warn of coming judgment. 
I want us to take a look this evening at another well-known Old Testament passage. And I want us to spot the relevance of what happens here in the Old Testament to what we are seeing in Revelation. I'm going to go to Joshua chapter 6. I'm just going to read to you verse 2 through to 5. And it's the battle of Jericho. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. March round the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Make seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march round the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets and when you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, make the whole army give a loud shout, and the wall of the city will collapse, and the army will go up, everyone straight in. This was a strange request from the Lord. It was, wasn't it? You've got to admit it. I wonder what the people thought when when Joshua told them this is what they were to do. March around the city once a day for six days. All of us with the army and the seven priests with seven trumpets as they walk in front of the ark of God. And at the end of each of the six days, you know what they did? They went away, leaving the city still intact. And possibly saying to each other, what was all that about? Nothing had changed. Nothing was different. They did it. They went away. But you know, we've got to think about this because it was all about justice and repentance. Things were happening Things were being done for a reason. Read through Joshua's chapter 5 and 6 to get a feel for this. You see, the people in the city had heard about God. They knew about him. They heard about what happened to those who resisted God. And as now they looked over their city walls, they could see the power of God's people and they could hear the warning sounds that spoke of God's judgment to come. And out of all those people, only Rahab and her family heeded the warning. And they were saved before the final judgment was delivered. And you know, Revelation is also about justice and repentance. Thirdly, the initial trumpet calls at Jericho were all a call to repentance. There was to be a silence before the final judgment was carried out. Listen to what we read in Joshua chapter 6, verse 10. But Joshua had commanded the army, do not give a war cry. Do not raise your voices. Do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout, and then shout. That day was the seventh day. Joshua 6, verse 15 through to 16. On the seventh day, they got up at daybreak and marched around the city seven times in the same manner, except that on that day, 
they circled the city seven times. And the seventh time round, when the priests sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Repentance was offered, judgment was swift, and it was final. So in Revelation 8, verses 7 through to 12, the first four trumpets. The first angel sounded his trumpet, and there came hail and fire mixed with blood, and it was held down on earth. A third of the earth was burned up, and a third of the trees were burned up, and all the green grass was burned up. The second angel sounded his trumpet, and something like a huge mountain all blazed, all ablaze, was thrown into the sea, and a third of the sea turned into blood. A third of the living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. The third angel sounded his trumpet, and a great star, blazing like a torch, fell from the sky on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters turned bitter, and many people died from the waters that had become bitter. The fourth angel sounded his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck, and a third of the moon, and a third of the stars, so that a third of them turned dark. A third of the day was without light, and also a third of the night. Now, before we consider this, I just want to bring to you a, a word from the Apostle Paul. This is from Romans 1, and it's verse 18. Let, let's just think about this in relation to what we've just heard. This is what Paul said to the people in his day. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godless and wicked of people who support the truth of their wickedness. Who suppress. Let me read that again. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. You see, Paul is speaking here to the church of his day. Notice how he says that God's wrath is being revealed. It is ongoing. He is speaking in the present tense. It was happening then. And it is still happening now. Judgment is limited, but it will increase. These four trumpet calls are a warning of the final judgment. Staying with Paul, 2 Corinthians 6, verse 1 and 2. As God's fellow workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you now, this is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. You see, what Paul is saying here is God's day of grace, those days of grace are also days of warning. But keep that in mind. Don't just take things for granted. Recognize these things are happening for and towards a final purpose. 
I want us to notice the similarities between the first four trumpets and the plagues that troubled the Egyptians in the book of Exodus. They were blood, hail, darkness, and poison water. The word wormwood means poison, bitter poison. Let's for a moment return to the fourth trumpet, remembering that the Lord speaks using symbols that John would be familiar with. So verse 12 of Revelation 8, the fourth angel sounded his trumpet and a third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon and a third of the stars, so that a third of them turned dark, a third of the day was without light and also a third of the night. You know, there's so much imagery in, in, in this as there is right through the book of Revelation. In Exodus 10 verse 21 to 23, then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand towards the sky so that darkness spreads over Egypt, darkness that can be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand towards the sky and total darkness covered all Egypt for three days. No one could see anyone else or move about for three days. Yet all the Israelites had light in the place where they lived you see, this darkness was limited in three days. This darkness really, at this incident, only affected the, the, the Egyptians. All the Israelites had light in the places where they lived. Now, Exodus speaks of a darkness that had no effect on God's people. Could the darkness in Revelation be a spiritual darkness? Here in Revelation, God speaks against those who oppress God's people. Hail and fire mixed with blood, a third of the sea turned into blood, the waters turned bitter, darkness fell. You see, there's imagery here, and we've got to recognize that. Let's go back to the Egyptian plagues and ask the question, why did they happen? Well, Exodus 14 verse 18 tells us so that the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. A phrase that they will know that I am the Lord. The call from God in Revelation is that the world needs to know who he is. The world needs to know from God that I am the Lord, the lion, the lamb. I'm way back to the beginning of Revelation, verse 8 of chapter 1 where God said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Revelation 8 verse 13. We have here an announcement being made. The announcement comes between the fourth and the fifth trumpets. The first four trumpets announce the things that affect the earth and obviously those things disrupt the way of life. 
the final three trumpets will announce things that are directed at people. The division between the trumpets is explained here in verse 13 of chapter 8, where we read, As I watched, I heard an angel that was flying in midair out in a loud... Let me read it again. As I watched, I heard an eagle that was flying in midair call out in a loud voice, Woe, 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 to the inhabitants of the earth. Because the trumpet blasts about to be sounded by the other three angels. You see the link here? When John says, I watched, I heard an angel that was flying in midair call out in a loud voice, Woe, 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 to the inhabitants of the earth, because of the trumpet blasts about to be sounded by the other three angels well we're going to look at that next week so that's something for us to think about in the meantime let's just pray our father we done we thank you again for the opportunity we've had to gather around your word and we ask your blessing upon what we have gleaned from it this evening that you will bless us and you will encourage us through it and also that it will be and we will see it as being a warning to those who reject god's day of grace Father, we ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.